Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 280 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And this episode is sponsored by Caitlin Gonzalez. Thanks, Caitlin. Thank you, Caitlin. Thank you. Today we will be discussing part two of chapter 27 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, The Lightning Struck Tower. So make sure that you have read the chapter and warning, warning, Tiffany is not okay. That's it. That's that's it. So read the chapter. Uh, yeah, I guess <laughs> it gets uh, quite real. And this, I don't like it. This episode. <laughs> it's super real. Uh, oh, man. Okay. It's for real, real. Are we ready for the weekly profit? No, because when we keep going, I don't want to do it. We keep going. We get closer to things. I know. I know. Mm. All right. Well, um, let's talk about something that's also sad, but not about Dumbledore. So an (laughs) an article came out yesterday um, on Deadline, and it talks about how Rupert Grant says that filming Harry Potter was, quote, suffocating and questioned continuing to act after the saga ended. And, you know, I have to say hearing since we're on the Felix Files, we're doing like a book club within a book club reading mm-hmm. Tom Felton's book Beyond the One. Mm-hmm. And um, and he talks he talks frequently about how different it was specifically for Dan, Emma and Rupert um, in comparison to him, like their lives were just absolutely uprooted. Um, and never the same, (laughs) like the second it came out that they were casted, like they could never go back to school. Their lives were never normal again after that, like just crazy. Um, so this doesn't really surprise me. Um, yeah, yeah, not at all. And it just makes me sad for him. And, and it also, and I, we talked about this a little bit on the Felix files, but it upsets me that Warner Brothers didn't have more in place to help them. Yeah. Um deal and handle this. Deal with also, this and handle this. Like, can we talk about like our society for a second and the fact that people who star in these movies can't have lives because yeah. of, you know, paparazzi and media. Like we need to leave people alone. Like you need to chill out. Yeah. It's just it's so crazy because, like, you know, everything that I've read this year, not everything, but a lot of what I've read this year has been so, like, heavy on media. Like, I read Spare by Prince Harry. I read Beyond the Wand. And, like, both of those things, like, they kind of talked similarly. Not the same because the levels of fame are very different between those two people. But, like, 
Yeah. They still very much focused on on the media and how harmful it can be. Um, and what Rupert was talking about is like, obviously, you know, filming these was a lot of work. But Mm -hmm. what he actually was talking about in the interview um, was just really talking about how Potter in general was so full on. So like, yes, they filmed all year, but then they would promote the rest of the time. And that's why he thought that it was quite suffocating. So I kind of break that down as the media made it more suffocating because he had to cater to the media to promote the movie constantly anytime he was off. Um Mm. that's no break for 10 years man right and like too much that was his childhood so Mm. it's like he also says that by the end of the harry potter saga he quote wanted a break to reflect on everything it was an out-of-body experience for a while but i think we finished at the right time if we continued it could have gone downhill yeah i kind of take that meaning a lot of their mental health could have gone downhill if they had continued at this for as long as they did it was just such a huge task Especially um, when you get into the character so much, like when we we think about it, and Tom wrote about it, they cast the characters, right? Not necessarily him as Draco, but like Dan is Harry, Emma is Hermione. Yes. Yeah, and he uh, talks about that. Look, I called him Ron. Rupert <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is Ron, but like that can take a toll on an actor too. I don't know if anybody here has watched. Um, the documentary on Jim Carrey playing Andy, help me, somebody in Discord, mm. old comedian. But like he, the lines blurred big time for Jim Carrey when he was in that role. Um, yeah. He he lost who he was because he truly became what is his name? Andy Co? Co- no, that's Co- not right. No, Kaufman. Uh-huh. Kaufman, I believe. Am I right? Am I right? Somebody confirm. <laughs> Everybody's typing and nobody's answering. Yes. yes. Okay. I'll Kaufman. I got it. All right. <laughs> um, but like, if you watch, I believe it's on Netflix. So, 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 so good. Um, but he didn't know who he was anymore. Yeah. And yeah. Rupert literally says that too. He says <laughs> that he was feeling the difficulty of being seen, being overshadowed in the movies. We merged into one by the end of it. I was playing myself. The lines were blurred. Yeah. And then he also says, I answer to it. If someone calls me Ron, it's my second name. Hmm. I'm sure that like I can is, understand that for is like funny slash cool. But also like, dang, that is really like how interconnected it, it became. You know, they are those characters for. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, who do you picture? You no longer picture what you had in your head while you were reading. Yeah. Um, you know, the image you created of uh, the trio in your mind before you saw these characters brought to life by these people on yeah. screen. Like now, when you think about Harry, you picture Daniel Radcliffe, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah, for sure. I mean, not downplaying it by any means at all, but I think that's probably what everybody in the, that business goes through when they hit a box office smash like that. Um I mean, think about any other movie that, you know, like Lord of the Rings. What's his face is Frodo always. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. I think that that was one thing that Dan talked about a lot when Potter ended was how like 
he did not want to be forever typecast and just known as Harry Potter, which like he's always going to be known as Harry Potter, but he has done a great job of like branching out and doing other roles and doing them successfully, Mm -hmm. which I think a lot of people in these types of roles um, can find hard, you know? So like, and I, I bet Rupert and Emma felt the same way. I mean, like as soon as Potter was done, Emma started branching out. She was like, I'm going to, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that we got like ballet shoes from her pretty closely after Potter ended. Um, Perks of being a wallflower was like almost right after Potter ended. Mm-hmm. Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast was a little bit later, but yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> I love her as Belle. I love her as Belle so much. She fits it. But again, it's kind of like Hermione-ish, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think she did such a great job. And Rupert didn't for a while, but like now he is. I need to watch some of the stuff that he's in because he's doing this like he's kind of doing like the rounds of the press right now because um, a new season of his show. I think it's Servant is Mm -hmm. out on Apple TV. Is that a scary one? I I don't I haven't watched any of it. I don't know. Mm. It might be. Didn't he do a scary one? Yeah. Yeah. I think he did. I'll watch the other things. (laughs) (laughs) this is like doing really well though like i think that this is like the second or third ish yeah so it's it's performing well dan in what's that tbs show oh the one about like god yeah (laughs) what is it miracle workers yeah (laughs) very good i haven't watched that marty loves him in that show I need to watch that. Yeah, it's a very good one. It's it's funny. It's really I, funny. It gives uh, it gives pinchers Harry. <laughs> oh my often. god! Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, the I weird. Really I have to see, see weirdo weird movie. Is that streaming somewhere? I'm sure that it is. Everything does now. <laughs> I don't. It's not that I don't want to go to the movies, but I just kind of sometimes don't want to yeah, go anywhere. It. Roku TV. Mm, I don't have that. Yeah. Hmm. I bet you could buy it on Apple TV or rent Maybe. it on Amazon. Oh, yeah. That'd probably be better. <sighs> All right. All right. Thanks Make sure to. Sorry. What was that? I said thanks for the update. Oh, yeah. Poor Rupert. Yeah. Anyway, go check out his new, uh, the new season of Servant. That's what he was really talking about in the interview. (laughs) But of course they have to bring up Harry Potter. Right. (laughs) Make sure to follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends, because if you like us, they will too. Even though this is probably going to be a little bit sad. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube (laughs) at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram and TikTok at Swish Flickcast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash swishflickcast. Supporting our podcast keeps us going and it gives you access to our exclusive Felix Files episodes, our Discord channel, live recordings, trivia games, swish swag boxes, and more. Thank you all so much for your support. As always, we are accepting Potter stories. And if you just have any fun things or questions or concerns you'd like to send to us, you can send all of those things to our email, which is swishflickcast at gmail.com. I don't know if anybody's going to get this. <clears throat> and by anybody, I mean the two of you. Bring out your recap. Bring out your recap. I actually do get it. Ah!
Should I? No. Is it SpongeBob? No. No. What is it's it? Monty Python and the Holy oh. Grail. That's He's usually saying, hilarious. bring out your dead. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not done yet. No, be any moment. Thank you. I feel me. happy. <laughs> it's I not have true. never seen that movie. It's quite good. Meg tried once. I good. don't like old movies. <laughs> Get freaking serious. It's not that old. You're the too old for me. It's not like it's freaking Shirley Temple dancing on stage. I actually like Oh, Michael, watch that. Oh, wow. So you're saying is you don't like selective old movies? There's just certain types of movies that I'm just not about. Oh my god, Animal Crackers in my soup is the best. It's not. Marty played it last night and I wanted to die. <laughs> Love Shirley Temple. Because we version of a little princess is great. We have uh those iced animal crackers. And so Marty kept singing it. And I was like, why do you put animal crackers in soup? That doesn't go together. I would agree with you. I don't know. It made me sick. Did that movie take place during a time where there wasn't a lot of money and they had to deal with what they had? Ugh, not make me feel guilty about saying that. <laughs> I honestly could, don't How know. did they get animal crackers instead of just regular crackers? You'd think regular crackers would cost less than animal crackers. Yeah. I don't think rationing sugar. <laughs> can't just be throwing animal crackers. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to find If we don't laugh, is this we'll cry, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, some curly top. Oh, man. Oh, so you guys liked the recap this week. Very good. <coughs> Excuse me. Come, Patsy. She All right, is an orphan try. in the movie. Is it Little Orphan Annie? No, Little Orphan Shirley. Oh. <laughs> I don't I don't think that that's her name though. <laughs> oh, I thought you were being serious. So <laughs> that no, her name is Elizabeth in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Shirley. It's just played by Shirley Temple. <laughs> and don't call me Shirley. <laughs> Are you oh gonna be alright? I'm good. Okay. Yeah, I'm good. <sighs> Recap time. <laughs> yeah, that. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> so Harry, under pressure, mm. is kind of a beautiful thing. Like, he's cast Expecto Patronum. He has done other amazing things I can't think of off the top of my head. But he also, at this point in time, manages to side along Apparate himself and Dumbledore back to Hogwarts which pretty he has awesome. not done before it's pretty cool mm -hmm. and he's under like he's under immense pressure and Dumbledore is weak and he's scared and yet he still does this but bad news they get back to Hogsmeade and uh, they run into Rosemurda and they find out that the dark mark is above the castle so Harry and Dumbledore literally fly on broomsticks back to the castle only to be interrupted by one Draco Malfoy Mm. He up to no good. 
It's time for a shummery. You can't say it like that if you haven't seen it. <laughs> I'm so offended. <laughs> like you knew she I would knew be. She yeah. You like did this little like <laughs> snake face. I saw it. Snake face. <laughs> In the England Pavilion. Oh, United Kingdom Pavilion. Shame on you. At Epcot. They have a shirt that says that i thought that that was part of your summary i didn't realize you were just telling a story no. and i was like why are we talking about epcot <laughs> anyway all right we learn more details about how draco figured out that the cabinets were connected from mm. Montague. uh dumbledore tells draco that his attempts have been feeble and he knew it was him all along um we also learn about Dumbledore's army and Hermione inspiring Draco in different ways. And also that Rosmerta was Draco's accomplice. Dun, dun, dun. I was going to do it and then I didn't and then you did it for me. <laughs> but only under the Imperious curse. She ain't bad. No. The dark mark was cast to get Dumbledore back faster and the fighting below them is moving closer to the tower. Dumbledore tries desperately to get Draco to come to the right side. He offers him and his family protection full immunity Ugh. Yep. full immunity deals <sighs> tiffany all the feels yeah you should have worn your borgen and burke's sweatshirt today i should have worn it Same. too soon i chose super Catherine. mario world too soon uh, mine says the book was better I just have a plain red shirt on and I feel really boring. What are you? Gryffindor. Gryffindor. <laughs> oh, I to go change. I have a green one. I can go change. No. But do you have yellow? You need a yellow one. I don't. What's wrong with you? I'm sorry. Awkward pauses. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to talk because if I talk, we have to move forward. And if we move forward, things happen. It's not happening tonight, though. So Again. everybody's aware right now. <sighs> Again, when Meg sat down to do her notes, does he die tonight? I said no, <laughs> not tonight. <laughs> that is what I said. Oh my god! All right. <clears throat> me, 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 me. All right. So Malfoy keeps talking. Right, he's talking to talk because he's clearly avoiding what he must do. And he tells Dumbledore the location of the other vanishing cabinet. And it is located inside Borgen and Burks. How convenient. How long Andy. has that been there? Uh, we saw Harry hiding in it in chamber. Did Voldemort know it was there when he was working there? I don't know. I think it's a fun full circle moment, though, if that's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <clears throat> What if Harry hid in it and then he was like whoosh, and went to the room requirement and no one ever found Harry Potter again? <laughs> well, it wasn't wasn't there when. Wait, did Peeves break it first year or oh, second yeah, year? Did the vanishing cabinet get broken? Yeah. Well, second year. But I wonder, mm. would was it active at that? But then, like, how would nobody have? Do you have to use like a spell? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Like, how does it actually happen? You know what I mean? I don't know. Something, question something, for something Malfoy. Passes. You know, mm -hmm. some Latin. Latin, Latin. Look up a Latin word for, I don't know, cabinet. 
cabinet <laughs> travel. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so Malfoy says, quote, Montague told me that when he was stuck in the Hogwarts one, he was trapped in limbo, but sometimes he could hear what was going on at school and sometimes what was sometimes what was going on in the shop as if the cabinet was traveling between them, but he couldn't make anyone hear him. In the end, he managed to apparate out even though he had never passed his test. He nearly died doing it. Everyone thought it was a really good story, but I was the only one who realized what it meant. Even Borgen didn't know. I was the one who realized that there could be a way into Hogwarts through the cabinets if I fixed the broken one. Honestly clever. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Like exceptionally smart. Yes. Um. So I was thinking about this as I'm reading it, right? And as much as Malfoy is talking to avoid what he has to do, um, Dumbledore is talking to him and filling in the gaps and getting all the information, not only for himself, if he makes it out of this, um, but also for Harry. Mm-hmm. Um, so this fills in things for Harry that he can later on, hopefully, tell the Order of the Phoenix, right? So there's a lot of different levels to the conversation that's happening right now. I feel like everybody's benefiting in some way from it. Um, and... I say this all the time to kids because every kid for some reason, and Alana does it too. And I don't understand where it comes from because I didn't raise her to say this. Sometimes I feel like it's natural because we use the words good and bad for things. Um, So where I'm going with this, um, I think that Dumbledore knows that Malfoy isn't like inherently quote unquote bad. He has made exceptionally poor choices and has had a very unfortunate influential upbringing, right? We've talked a lot about um, nature versus nurture. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't believe that anybody is born bad. I think circumstances, upbringing, values, things like this have such a great impact on who we become. Um, and so kids oftentimes, if we want to relate this to real time life, say, was I good or bad today? You're not bad. You're not a bad person. Do you make silly choices? Sometimes. Right. But I don't think that they're necessarily bad. And his heart, Malfoy's heart, he knows what he's doing is wrong. Right. Yeah. Um, if he didn't think it was wrong, he would have, he would have done this already. Right. He would have done it like day one of school. Like who cares? I'm going, that's my job. I'm going to go and I'm going to do it. I have no remorse, but like he clearly, clearly doesn't want to do this. He's been trying to take, um, I can't remember what Dumbledore calls him, but like, it's just not, wholehearted attempts at taking his life but i feel like feeble yeah so if you look at this these are the most off hands way of getting him to die right yep i don't have a particular like I'm, i'm not looking you in the eyes i'm not close to you i'm not actually casting anything at you i'm not 
hurting you with a like a, a physical object. You know what I mean? So these yep. are the most distanced ways that this could happen where maybe I could come out of this and still be a whole person. Right. Mm -hmm. Maybe he doesn't know that murder will actually rip your soul, but he knows that it's not going to be good for him. You know, whether that's like on surface level in his head or whether that's like an underneath thing that he just knows. Um, and, you know, Dumbledore throws him a bone and he's like, that's a clever plan. And yes, right under my nose. And here's something else that's really sad. <laughs> Malfoy takes this as a compliment. And you can see just exactly like how starved he is mm -hmm. for this kind of attention and praise mm -hmm. acknowledgement. and acknowledgement he's seen he's heard um a compliment from the person that he's holding hostage with his wand that he is supposed to murder tasked with to murder boosts him up he says yeah says Malfoy who bizarrely seemed to draw courage and comfort from Dumbledore's praise yeah it was Dumbledore, he needed you just as much as the boy who lived needed you in those years that uh, you were raising Harry for things. Malfoy could have benefited from from having um, a positive influence in his life. I and do. I think a positive <clears throat> male influence is very important because I feel like Lucius was awful. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Malfoy needed that positive male influence in his life. I mean, he needed a female influence too, but we do know that his mom probably, well, I mean, in my opinion, I feel like his mom treated him much better than his father did. Yeah, Ooh. I do. Sorry. Go ahead. Kate. Um, Evie or Evie says Draco might have needed Dumbledore more because Harry is inherently good. Not that yes. Draco is inherently bad, but he was set on a, he was, like you said, he was raised around people, influential yeah. upbringing. That's what she said. And I you know what? He's not the chosen one, though. <laughs> right. It wasn't necessary at the time. How I think terrible. Snape could have been that person for him had Snape not needed to be a double agent. Well, I think that Snape, how do I put this? I, I hope 11. Okay. I think, so we do see him praising Draco early in books one and two, right? The favorite yeah. and the potions class and whatnot. I think that Draco was hungry for somebody to challenge him morally. Um, I think that he wanted a different life and Snape was a part of the life he currently had. You know what I mean? They're friends. He comes around a lot. I don't think Draco wanted any part of that back then. I think he was yeah. hungry for somebody positive and Snape just boosted up the bully. You know what I mean? I think but he I wanted wonder, like, I just wonder who Snape could have been had he not had to have this role. Like, I don't know. 
could he have actually enjoyed teaching? Could he have actually been the right type of influence for these kids in a certain way? Like it, I I think that unfortunately a lot of, a lot of characters in this series are so hurt by the events of both of the wars and stunted in different ways. Like we've talked about Sirius. We've talked about even Remus. We've talked about Snape. We've, um, you know, talked obviously about Harry now, Draco, like all of these characters are stunted or changed forever in certain ways because of these wars. And it's just unfortunate because they could have been very different people and had very different, more positive outcomes for, you know, like just not had to deal with the trauma that they dealt with, which like, obviously that's the series and that is, you know, the story and we wouldn't have one if it wasn't for all of that. But it's just like in, it's an interesting thing to think of. Like imagine a didn't happen to this person. Like, how could they have turned out? What could they have been? And I think that Snape could have like Snape really could have been an incredibly different type of person had he stayed with the correct influences and uh, grown differently than he did, you know, like Mm -hmm. had those influences from the Death Eaters not been there and had he clung (laughs) more to Lily and become an adult under her influence as a friend versus the ones that he did. Like it could have just been such a different situation. Yeah. Look at me actually like thinking something positive about Snape. Laurie, where are you? (laughs) The Laurie influence. So, so MuggleNet last week did a post and they, they do these posts to get you thinking. Um, so people will throw things out there, um, fan theories and, and whatever, and hot takes. So I think the post was regarding um, Dumbledore dying for Draco rather than Harry or something like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. <laughs> that sounds bad. No, I do not agree with that. Um <sighs> How do I put this? Dumbledore died for the greater good. He died for the cause. Yeah. It wasn't for Harry. It wasn't for Draco. No. It was for the bigger picture. Um, He tried to line things up for Draco. So Draco didn't get hurt in this process. But dying for him was not part of it. It just was a happy accident that he was able to... um, save his soul you know save him from being a murderer and kind of finagling this to fit his own plan right mm-hmm. um but no he did not he did not die for draco i agree yeah yeah not definitely not the sole reason Katie, do you see both but... sides or, or do you do you agree with us <laughs> i agree with you guys <laughs> wow oh my gosh <laughs> where am i in all this oh my um, gosh, i honestly don't even know <laughs> you what right do you here. say yeah okay thanks so dumbledore goes on and gives malfoy some insight into how he was um 
in the know about him and what he was doing. And he kind of calls him out. So, quote, but there were times, Dumbledore went on, weren't there, when you were not sure you would succeed in mending the cabinet and you resorted to crude and badly judged measures, such as sending me a cursed necklace that was bound to reach the wrong hands, poisoning mead. There was only the slightest chance I might drink. Yeah, well, you still didn't realize who was behind that stuff, did you? Sneered Malfoy as Dumbledore slid down the ramparts. I hate that. Um, the strength in his legs apparently fading. And Harry struggled fruitlessly, mutely against the enchantment binding him. Uh, don't forget, he's there, hearing everything, can't blink, sees everything. And so in this moment, Harry is finding out that his suspicions are true. Like he's he been right. He so validated. Yes, but in a terrible way as well. I know. Uh, and after the intense fight that they had, remember they fought literally right before they left for the lake. Um, Dumbledore is kind of giving him a nod, if you will. The I couldn't tell you then, but I can tell you, quote, now, right, that you were right. A little confirmation mm-hmm. for him. Um, which I'm sure later on would have been discussed, I feel. Um, I feel like questions would have gotten answered, maybe not in a timeline that pleases us or Harry, it would have been Dumbledore's timeline for things, but I do feel like he would have cleared stuff up for Harry in some kind of way. Um, Whether he tells him everything is debatable because I still maybe think that he would want to not believe the want Harry to not believe the worst in Malfoy. Um, Just because he's, I don't know. It's just a sad way for this kid to be so young and to be a death eater forced to attempt murder. Yeah. I think it's really important to talk about how Dumbledore is telling Harry that he's right because in while also telling him, yes, your suspicions were right. Mm-hmm. He's also like making so sure that he knows how much Malfoy was not in this so that he can still have faith in Malfoy Mm. the way that he, that Dumbledore does, you know, like, yeah, like believe that he can be good, believe that he can change sides. Um, Like I implore you to like, please give him a chance and like try because his soul is worth saving. Whereas Harry was very much enemy, enemy, enemy. He's bad. He's bad. He's bad. Look what he's doing. Whereas like that was the wrong way to approach Malfoy. And that is probably why Dumbledore never validated any of those things to him prior to this, because he always believed that Malfoy's soul was worth saving and could be saved. And I think that this is kind of Dumbledore's like backwards way of being like, uh, please listen to me on this. Like, I know Mm -hmm. that you want to just like see him as the enemy and nothing else, but He's more than that. Like he can be, he can be an ally if you work on it. And so, to p- no, I hundred percent am with you. And to piggyback off of that, if we think about not their first meeting at Madame Malcolm's in Diagon Alley, but kind of the second one where Malfoy extends a hand, 
That's not, if you want to flip that and think about it, that's not Malfoy extending a hand to a Harry Potter who is in desperate need of someone. That's a hand reaching out for help from a kid like Malfoy who desperately needs somebody different. Yeah. He's coming in there with Crabbe and Goyle as his friends, Death Eaters as parents. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, maybe that was his way of reaching out. You know, it's if you want to flip it and think about it in a different way. I mean, obviously, like you can you can argue that and be like, no, it's just trying to be friends with famous Harry Potter, blah, blah, blah. But like, just think about it in a different way. You know, oftentimes, I mean, we see these behaviors from kids. Um, They're not just behaving that way just to behave that way. There's always underlying reasons Mm -hmm. for things. So it's just a kid reaching out, you know. Reaching out for some help. Uh, Uh. Yeah. So to go off what you were saying even more, I believe it is actually this is where kind of the tables turn for Harry and Malfoy. Um, And I'll get to it in just a second. So let's see. Where am I at? Okay. So Dumbledore sliding down the ramparts, right? He's fading pretty fast. And Draco's like, well, yeah, you didn't know who was behind that stuff. And Dumbledore says, as a matter of fact, I did, said Dumbledore. I was sure it was you. Why didn't you stop me then? Malfoy demanded. I tried, Draco. Professor Snape has been keeping watch over you on my orders. He hasn't been doing your orders. He promised my mother. Of course, that is what he would tell you, Draco. But he's a double agent, you stupid old man. He isn't working for you. You just think he is. We must agree to differ on that, Draco. It so happens that I trust Professor Snape. And it it's not my part, apparently, because this is where my notes end. But when Harry is standing there, and he sees Draco's wand drop as if it's gonna, he's going to put it away. I want you to think about what happens in Deathly Hallows with them. Um, mm-hmm. He doesn't, Draco doesn't have to say that he doesn't know who they are when they get captured and sent to Malfoy Manor. He doesn't have to do that. He absolutely knew who they were, especially Hermione. She looks right. like herself. Yeah. Um, and where did I just it, read about this? And Harry didn't have to save him. I did too. Crab. In, it's in Tom's book. It's in Tom's book. Okay. It's a quick mention. Yeah. yeah. I was like, sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I just read something about this. Harry did not absolutely have to save Crab Goyle and Malfoy in the room of requirement when it was lit with fiend fire. He did mm-hmm. not have to do that. And he turned around and sacrifice the entire saving of the wizarding world, right? If we die for them, Harry, I'm going to kill kill you. kill you. (laughs) Went back and got him. Ron did not want to. (laughs) Ron Ron punched him in the face. Yeah. He's like, absolutely not. So, like, I feel like this moment kind of leads to that. It's like Harry can see, not this moment, but whoever's got this moment in a second here, um... He knows he didn't want to do it. 
and I think too, I loved how, and I, I think that this is what I'm remembering from Tom's book, Beyond the Wand. He, he says the moment that Draco doesn't identify the trio, that is one of the only things and first things that he like has a choice on. He chooses yes, that is what he said. not to identify them when mm-hmm. we all know full stop. He knows who they are. He Absolutely. Knows so um, Kara in the chat says Malfoy equals redeemable 100%. I'd die on that hill. And I 1000% agree if we're talking about Draco. He is he's absolutely redeemable. And I think that he does redeem himself um and i know that that some people think that that's controversial but like i'm full like full stop malfoy's redeemable as well like i especially and i know a lot of people again unpopular opinion but like especially malfoy in cursed child like Mm -hmm. it just it his arc is so clear from this moment to cursed child it is a clear pathway the correct way like he redeems himself Mm -hmm. i would not say that lucius and narcissa are redeemable um but draco absolutely is he absolutely is so lucius is not no narcissus i'll think about that because just because of what she did but um but it was so selfish (laughs) like if it was for it was if it was for bigger reasons it was selfish, I, but it led to something greater. Do you see what I'm saying? I know. But was that yeah. her intention is my question for, is she redeemable? What was I her think intention? She, okay. Do you want to hear doing that? Okay. So she wins two ways. Are you ready? Yeah. She, she, she wins in the way that she gets to go and get her son. Right. Immediately. Right. Let's go. Let's do this. Um, and then she's going to win in a way that Voldemort might actually die. And she doesn't have to be a bug under his nasty feet. You know what I mean? He's in her house. He's with her sister. <laughs> he is, he's controlling her life. If he dies, she's free. Yeah, totally. But that also makes it great for everybody else. She's still going to be a racist, terrible person because we see that she still is. But and see, that's why I say she's not redeemable uh, yeah i can see that i'm just glad that it's, she did what she I did said, i think mia said it's intent yeah. versus impact like was the yeah. impact huge absolutely but what was her intent so and what makes somebody redeemable draco yeah okay kendra narcissa never <laughs> became a death eater herself that's a small point to her favor but I she agree. was a sympathizer yeah it's just is, not great uh, so that's why i and said like we could talk about it adult she is a full-grown adult who yeah. you know versus draco who is a child and as mia says not a fully developed brain mm-hmm. hers absolutely is and she makes incredibly terrible decisions even though her impact was huge her intent was not good 
Her intent was selfish. Her intent was for Draco and herself and her family and her life, not anybody else's. Draco's intent and impact were both positive. You know what I'm saying? So it's like her impact was positive. Her intent was not. Draco's intent and impact was positive. It's yes, Mia. It's I also compare it to like Regulus. Like Regulus to me is also redeemable. I, I mean, obviously he's redeemable. He clearly switches sides. But like versus, you know, like say... God, I can't imagine this ever happening, but like his mother were to do something that Narcissa did. She's just such an awful person. But like <laughs> it would be like the same type of thing there. Like his mom was a terrible person who maybe would do something to help save Regulus. But like her intent would have been selfish. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm glad she did what she did. But she's still bad. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm. I mean, things would not have happened if she had not done what she did. No, it's yeah. Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it? How would it come in handy? Maybe you have an upcoming international trip. Maybe you want to connect with family and friends. Learn about a new culture. Want to understand certain pop culture things. Well, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. And guess what? It's available on desktop or as an app. And it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 language, languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. These are just some of the examples of languages that you can learn. Fast language ac acquisition. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in so many ways. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's designed for long-term retention and it's got built-in true accent features to give you feedback on your pronunciation. It's kind of like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also really convenient, and I'm really excited that there's an app. There's an app option, and you could also use it on your desktop. It's got an audio companion, and it's the ability to download lessons so you can do this offline. And it's at an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language is needed in life. That's a lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off. It's a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Swish and Flick listeners will get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Today.
Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay. I'm going to go into my notes. Sure. Yes. Malfoy sneers while you're losing your grip then. Um... And I'm also talking about part of what Tiff said in her notes about like them talking about Snape being like a double agent. Um, mm. And I just said that like it's interesting to read this now that we know that Snape is in fact on Dumbledore's side. And it's like also cool to hear how convinced both sides are, which is why it was like such a question between good or bad at the end of this book. Like that was the question everybody ended this book with waiting for Deathly Hollows. Like I remember waiting at the midnight release of Deathly Hollows, and they were passing out bookmarks that said, like, Snape, is he on the good side or the bad side? Like, that yeah. was the promo for Deathly Hollows, was like, what side is Snape on? People were like loudly debating there, too. It was really oh. cool to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I remember like people at the front of the line getting the book and like immediately just searching through it to find out the answer if he was good or bad. That's terrible. Sasa. Just read it. Sasa. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Kara says this scene with Snape is what convinced me 100% that Snape was loyal to Dumbledore. I didn't I don't think I really had an opinion. I didn't know. I I was very confused by his role and I was just like really invested in reading the outcome in Deathly Hallows, but I I don't know. Did you guys have any opinions on Snape at the end of this? I was I yeah. was the dopey reader going I happened? I don't know. No, I wasn't that. I was Full on, I remember arguing at the beach with people that Snape was bad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh my gosh. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember if I had an opinion one way or the other. I wish I remembered that. Um, So. Draco says. But I haven't told him what I've been doing in the room of requirement. He's going to wake up tomorrow and it'll all be over and he won't be the Dark Lord's favorite anymore. He'll be nothing compared to me. Nothing. And I think that, again, this is just like a plea for attention. You know, like he wants just like you said, like he's he's accepting um, attention from Dumbledore right now. And he also would even take Voldemort's attention. Like he just wants attention. It doesn't matter what side it's coming from or where he just is crave. He craves it. Um, 
So Dumbledore asks who he's working with. But then like as he's asking him, he figures it out. He's like, oh, my gosh, it's Rosmerda. He had put her under the Imperius curse. And I just think like she had to feel so bad waking up from this. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe that I was a part of like all of these attempts at murder for you. And like I helped get Death Eaters into Hogwarts like. I just can't imagine the guilt, even knowing that you were like imperious. That has to be such like a hard mental thing to go through to be like, I acted this way and I didn't even know or mean to kind of, you know, similar, you know, obviously to like Ginny in chamber. Like she knows that she physically did these things, but she has no memory of it or doesn't, you know, didn't act of her own free will. It's just like, it has to be so hard. Yeah. Right, because like it's literally not their fault, but like right. they also literally did it. You know right. what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, and also, like he talks about how, you know, Dumbledore says something along the lines of like, "You made her hide out in her own bathroom and just wait to give this necklace to like any random girl that walked into the bathroom to give to me." Like. Kind of just like explaining how feeble the attempts were. Like, did you really think that this was going to work? Mm. Um, and we can also hear in the background at this point that the fighting is getting closer to them. So. Oh, it's in my notes. I didn't even read ahead. So he says, so poor Rosmerda <laughs> was forced to lurk in her own bathroom and pass that necklace to any Hogwarts student who entered the room unaccompanied. And the poisoned mead. Well, naturally, Rosmerda was able to poison it for you before she was sent before she sent the bottle to Slughorn, believing that it was to be my Christmas present. Yes, very neat. Very neat. Poor Mr. Filch would not, of course, think to check a bottle of Rosmerda's. Tell me, how have you been communicating with Rosmerda? I thought we had all methods of communication in and out of the school monitored. Um, you know what I just thought of? What? Draco creating the poison. He does have a good, I almost said poison teacher, potions teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Draco. Holy cow. He's never, not bad at potions. He's yeah, a good student. Say, he never yeah. seemed like he was bad at it. No, but I'm just like, oh my God, he probably made that himself. I, I think that this year is proof as to like truly how good of a student Draco actually is. Like, He's clearly good at charms if he's a, he was able to cast the Imperius Curse on Rosmerda successfully. For um, so long. Also, the fact that he created these coins, just like Hermione did. So that means that he is on Hermione's level of charms and transfiguration, which is pretty outstanding. Mm -hmm. um, the poison. Like, it's he's, he's smart. Yeah. It's a well-rounded baddie. <sighs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, he's not like, bad. I know he's not bad. <laughs> but like I said, like these are the most hands-off ways to try and get this done. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so he does admit that he got the idea of the coins um from Dumbledore's army. Um and what about he also his leggy. What? What about his leggy? What? What? His leggy. What? His army. Oh, and my his God. Leggy. Katie, read the room. 
Oh <laughs> my god. On <laughs> <laughs> which the coins are were all Hermione so uh, not only did he get the coin idea from Hermione he also got the idea of poisoning mead from Hermione because he overheard her saying something about Filch not recognizing potions in the library she's Hermione giving Drake all these do we know what that moment is like did we read that moment do we yeah we should have we did yeah i should have i should because they're talking about like what a garbage (laughs) like i don't know what do you want to call him security (laughs) filches yeah yeah um so really this all happens thanks to hermione really (laughs) (laughs) hey hermione Um, (laughs) uh draco while explaining this does in fact call her a mudblood and Dumbledore scolds him and I love that this is in fact a priority for him in this moment Dumbledore um, that he he feels the need to make sure that Draco still at this time knows that that is not an okay thing to say absolutely Um, uh, I also just want to note here as well that Dumbledore is weakening quickly and I think that this is alluding to the fact that he is dying right now like yep because the next thing that he says is but as for being about to kill me Draco you have had several long minutes now we are quite alone I am more defenseless than you can have dreamed of finding me and still you have not acted And I think that that right there is proof that a Dumbledore was obviously trying to talk to Draco to get this information out, to share some information with Harry, because as I'm going to remind you all again, Harry is hearing and watching all of this unfold. (laughs) Um, Yep. And he is trying to get Draco to give information but also i think that he was trying to get drake hood to just keep talking to him because he knew that he was dying and the longer he could get draco to not do it the more the chances the the higher the chance was that draco would not have to do it because either a he's going to die because of this potion that he drank and draco will have missed his chance to do it um or b snape would arrive and do it for him well he also needs to make sure that i mean the power of the elder one doesn't die with him yes um so it can get passed to harry eventually yeah so draco doesn't really care uh for being called out here (laughs) at all uh, Dumbledore starts working through the events of the night, still trying to piece it out for himself and for Harry, like we talked about. So Malfoy says that he knew that Dumbledore left the school. I'm sorry. Dumbledore says he knows that Draco knows he left the school. And then he answers his own question and goes, Rosemurda saw me leaving. And then she tipped you off with those enchanted coins. Mm. And Malfoy says that Rosemurda said he was that Dumbledore was just going out for a drink and will be back. Dumbledore confirms this, even though that's technically a lie. 
but it's also technically not. He does, in fact, go out for a drink. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Told you. Correct. He, Correct. he was taking shots. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Dumbledore says, so you decided to spring a trap for me? And Malfoy says, we decided to put the dark mark over the tower and get you to hurry up here to see who'd been killed, said Malfoy. And it worked. Well, yes and no, said Dumbledore. But I am to take it then that nobody has been murdered. Someone's dead, said Malfoy. And his voice seemed to go up an octave as he said it. One of your people. I don't know who it was dark. I stepped over the body. I was supposed to be waiting up here when you got back. Only your phoenix lot got in the way. Do you think Yes, that's they do that, Bill? said Dumbledore. <laughs> It's That's what I was going to ask. Is oh, anyone actually I dead? I in your notes, sorry. Or is this the attack on Bill? I, think I do Bill. not there, believe there are two, anybody died. There's Mm-mm. two bodies um, of people that are down. And um, Bill, he's talking about Bill right now, though. Okay. I don't, yeah, nobody actually dies from this, right? No, Bill just gets seriously no. injured. Yeah. But like his stake's on the rare side now so there's more there's a bang from down below and more shouts this fighting is getting closer and it's described as if they are literally and i believe they are fighting on the spiral staircase that leads up to dumbledore's office the astronomy tower yeah why did i write that wrong (laughs) you're right i don't know i don't know katie are you a fake fan i am (laughs) i've never even read these books before (laughs) Um, so Harry's again watching this whole thing. His heart is racing and he's just wondering who is dead because the first thing he thought of when he saw the mark, because when the mark is cast, that's generally meaning, yeah, Death Eater's murdered here. Right. So now to him, this is confirmation. Someone's dead. Um, so Dumbledore says there is little time one way or another. So let us discuss your options, Draco. My options, said Malfoy loudly. I'm standing here with a wand. I'm about to kill you. My dear boy, let us have no pretense about that. If you were going to kill me, you would have done it when you first disarmed me. You would not have stopped for this pleasant chat about ways and means. I haven't got any options, said Malfoy, and he was suddenly white as Dumbledore. I've got to do it. He'll kill me. He'll kill my whole family. He's so scared. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, right, because so. Right, he's flip-flopping between, like, trying to act tough and being like, yeah, I did this right under your nose. And now he's panicking. Yeah. Again, it's, it's obvious because he's not a killer. He, you know, like this is not his path in life. Yeah. I think that it's a combination of, of a couple things that is making him as terrified as he is, is he can also hear the fighting getting closer. And I am assuming that the Death Eaters are going to expect that Dumbledore is dead by the time they reach that tower. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what is expected of him in this moment. So he knows his time is running out for. Uh, his time is running out for this moment. <laughs> he keeps putting it off. Obviously, we're seeing this. He's putting it off over and over and over sounds like me with the simplest of tasks <laughs> right he yeah sam sam put it in towards good for me almost past the point of no return like it's approaching and he's terrified because he knows either i have to destroy my soul and do this or me and my entire family get killed 
that is that's a lot of pressure for a 16 year old right and like he kind of like tries to act like it's under this pretense of like at least in the beginning of the year oh the dark lord gave me this task to do because he trusts me blah 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 and it's like almost this front and then like the real truth of it is though if he doesn't do it he's gonna die so like what do you you know what does he do um also we had some we had it cleared up from the chat um a mm-hmm. death eater is dead by the end of the night given yeah, gets given. killed by Raoul after yeah. casting the dark mark it was like uh literally misfire. just l- just looking that up actually yeah. i had that pulled up thank you for everyone involved in that yes um and, uh, you know what and again dumbledore in this moment i believe meg is correct he's dying right now um and yet he's still willing to be like let's talk about what we can do for you like you can Mm -hmm. be redeemed let's talk about your options you could be saved um so dumbledore tells him that this is exactly why he hadn't confronted him about any of this before now because he knew draco would have been murdered by voldemort if voldemort realized that dumbledore suspected draco i feel like i'm saying like dean told seamus to tell like, i feel like i have to say the names otherwise the he's get all intertwined (laughs) <laughs> so Malfoy of course hears the name Voldemort winces at the name right mm. Dumbledore continues about how he didn't dare talk about this with Draco in case Voldemort was using legitimacy and he says but now at last we can speak plainly to each other Norm- no harm has been done you have hurt nobody though you are very lucky that your unintentional victim survived I can help you Draco so he's kind of driving home the fact that like I, you know, you think that I don't know about all these quote, like, you don't know what I've done. I do. And you're really lucky that no one actually died from this. So your soul can still be redeemed. Mm-hmm. So Malfoy says, no, you can't help him because Dumbledore says I can help you. No, you can't send Malfoy. His one hand shaking very badly. Indeed. Nobody can. He <sighs> told me to do it or he'll kill me. I've got no choice. Shout out to this scene because it was played out very well. It was. Snaps term. Come over to the right side, Draco. We have cookies. I'm just kidding. Come (laughs) over to the right side, Draco, and we can hide you more completely than you can possibly imagine. What is more, I can send members of the Order to your mother tonight to hide her likewise. Your father is safe at the moment in Azkaban. When the time comes, we can protect him too. Come over to the right. Right. Come over to the right side, Draco. You are not a killer. Again, even in this moment, he is dying. And he's offering safekeeping to two people who are actually bad. You know what I mean? Or at least one. Like, Lucius, unredeemable. No. Bad dude. But if that's how you save Draco's soul... Right. He's willing to do whatever it is, even in this moment where he's got, like... He has no time. He's out of time. Mm-hmm. And he's still trying to help Draco. Like we said earlier, he could have been helping Draco earlier, but he wasn't the chosen one. So, you know. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Dumbledore doesn't do you know, things in great timing, but also say, does. Dumbledore had a lot going on. <laughs> Not a lot going on at the moment. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. That's it. Lightning bolt round. We're coming up to it, though. (laughs) Actually, the last part of this chapter is equal parts terrifying and equal parts sad. 
those Death Eaters, who I finished this chapter. Sometimes I'll only read just the parts. But I finished this chapter and I forgot how actually terrifying Fenrir is. Terrible. It's like, yeah, like chills down my spine. Not good. Mm hmm. I hate it. Yeah, it's. um, It's not good. It's bad. (laughs) But he's got a why, too. I want to know his why. Right. You know. Like what happened to him. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's quite a story to tell. This is where our podcast ends forever because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go. I don't want to move on. I don't want to live in this world where Dumbledore's not here. No, I'm just kidding. Obviously. <laughs> um, well... The bot is not working today. Yeah. Then sucko. <laughs> I can scroll and see if I can find some. Did Here's people Sam. ask them, though? I think we set it up front. <clears throat> there a were couple. a couple that came through. The only problem is it leaves awkward pauses if we're, like, searching, searching. Yeah. Can we not give points either? Um, mm. No, I don't think so. Okay. All right. Well, next time. Do we have any questions for our each other? <clears throat> hmm. If you were Draco <laughs> in this situation, would you have taken Dumbledore up on that offer? Yeah. Yeah. Because he doesn't know that Dumbledore's like gonna die, like probably within like a few minutes. Like I literally think he would have died on that tower. I agree. Um, and so you have probably what he thinks is the one of the most powerful wizards of all time. Um, telling me that you're going to protect me and my family deal. And he was going to take the deal. Yeah. He was going to take the deal. Yeah, yeah. for real. And then just timing, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh man, I don't have any questions because I can't think of any that fast because my brain hurts. Um. Okay, we'll ask one because some people sent stuff right now, and I can see who they are. Sure. <laughs> so, Isaiah asked if Malfoy was forced to kill Dumbledore, do you think Avada Kedavra would have worked mm-hmm. since you have to mean it, or do you think he'd have tried another way? I think he full uh, um, intended to use Avada Kedavra, but yeah, would it I don't think it worked. No, I don't. I don't think so. No way. Yeah, for real. Like his, I mean, his heart hasn't been in it all year because he doesn't want to do it. Yeah, you have to want to do it. Yeah, I think the only way that he would have actually wanted to do it was if it was like in that moment, those Death Eaters are up there. Snape's not there yet kill him or i'm gonna kill you that's the only mm-hmm. time he would have wanted it to work like, because he would want him to have saved himself and like right. a wand was pointing at him yeah as well yeah yeah that's the only time i could see it actually working but if it was just them and he's like it's not gonna work 
Oh my god, do you remember that was the only thing on TikTok? Like the longest. Yes, <laughs> with the tiny little twigs and then like <clears throat> giant like <sighs> tree limbs. <laughs> oh my god. All right, Katie, fan story time. Fan story. I picked a recent one today. Woohoo! This is from <sighs> Colleen from August of twenty-two. What? Oh, what? Hello, <laughs> Tiffany, Megan, Katie, and Sarah, and Florence, of course. Sarah made a little impromptu sort of hello, but it was probably not in the in end. The actual episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Colleen, the story is long and I'm sorry. Don't apologize. How many times do we have to say it? <laughs> anyway. God, Megan! <laughs> <laughs> My name is Colleen Elliott. I'm 29 years old and live in California. I've been listening to your podcast for almost a year now, currently August 2022, and I absolutely love it. I fell in love with everything. I love that there are other people who love Harry Potter as much as I do and who understand just how much it means to me and to all the Harry Potter fam. Like many, I have friends and family who enjoy Harry Potter, but who don't, who just don't understand my level of love for it and can't talk about it for hours. LOL. Obsession. Muggles. Obsession. <laughs> Right. <laughs> it is so amazing and so much fun to hear how far Harry Potter and your podcast reach. My Harry Potter story is very similar to others. I was pretty young when the first movie came out. I think about seven. Hey. hey. I had never heard of it before, but my oldest sister, who is a bigger reader, had been reading it and was so excited for the movie. My other sisters and I tried reading the book beforehand, but I was too young and not much of a reader, so I didn't read it. But I loved the story and the films. Whenever I could, I would go to the midnight showing of a Harry Potter movie. Oh, such good times. <sighs> Side story. My favorite memory is it was my senior year of high school when Deathly Hallows Part 1 was released in theaters. But it was on a school night. No. Mm. My friends and I begged our parents to let us go. And most of them said yes. On the condition that we still went to school the next morning, which we did. Boo. It was a big group of us. <laughs> about 12, I think. And she says, 12. Ding. Oh, hey! hey! And the theater was practically empty. It was amazing. What? what? Why was it empty? <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a Coke! Mm. <laughs> the clap. Yeah. Me? That. You guys said it at the same time? Yes! Fools. Oh, the, whatever. Another snake face. That's a different snake face. <laughs> a snake has many skins. Speak up. <laughs> Speak up. I don't... <laughs> I do not understand how it was empty. I don't either. Uh, yeah, no, same. You're a lucky duck. Because that line started in the afternoon for me to get into that theater. Oh my for God. That Maybe someone was performing a magical moment. <laughs> that only happens in Disney World. True. Or land. Fast forward. All the movies were out. I had seen all of them a hundred times and could recite each one. I was about 19 or 20, I think, more into reading and decided to finally start reading the books. I cannot believe I waited so long because they were so amazing and magical. I do love the movies, but there are aspects of the book that just make me love the story more. When I first began your podcast, I was having a tough time. I remember hearing the intro of Flitwick saying, Swish and Flick. The wonderful Harry Potter theme, the fat lady, and of course, at the end of the episode where Tiffany says, don't let the muggles get you down. It instantly put a smile on my face, made me feel better, and I shed some happy tears. 
Mm. It all just brought me this sense of happiness and calmness. There is such a comfort in watching and reading Harry Potter or listening to your podcast that just makes me feel happy at ease. Harry Potter is home. Don't worry, I won't mm. leave out my Harry Potter info. I'm a Gryffindor. Shout out to Gryffindors. My wand is Hawthorne with a Phoenix core, 12 and 3 quarter inches, and quite bendy flexibility. And my Patronus is an Ossicat. Cute. Oh, that's awesome. Consider me jealous. Every episode, you ladies make me smile and laugh so hard, and I cannot tell you how much I appreciate that. You make bad Aww. days better and good days great days. <laughs> I do love the Harry. I do love the Harry Potter, of course, but I do also love the other references you ladies make. Friends, mm. Disney, Anastasia. Just finished episode. Anastasia. <laughs> <laughs> Just finished episode eighty-two, and then I curse her. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you know how much you mean to all of us who listen. They they don't know that we know. They know we know. Mm -hmm. I appreciate and love you ladies very much. Thank you for all you do. P.S. Meg and Katie. I am also a huge Disney fan. I have just picked up your podcast. Grown up kids. Oh no. <laughs> as, I, um, as I write this, I'm only two episodes in because there are movies I need to watch before listening to the episodes. <laughs> Apparently, there are a lot of movies from the 50s that I've never heard of, but I'm very yeah, excited to dive in. <laughs> those I love fun times for you guys. <laughs> Enjoy those ones. Oof, oof. The 60s there's, ain't much better. It's just really <laughs> questionable stuff, man. I love it already and cannot wait to listen to more episodes. I'm very curious as to what your point of views are on certain Disney movies. I cannot wait. Thank you, ladies, for just being your awesome selves. Keep it up and don't let the muggles get you down. I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good. Much love, Colleen. Aww. Thank you. This whole story just, like, illuminated my whole night. Illuminated. Also, I, like, feel like I need to clarify that I genuinely was joking before Katie started reading your story. About what? I'm not annoyed that you said that you're... Oh, how many oh. times do we have to say it? No, we know you're I think joking. they know that you're joking. I we just, know that I just want to clarify. That, you know. I don't want anybody thinking that I'm a big old B. Oh my god. Oh my lord. <laughs> what? I'm just saying. What's wrong with people thinking you're beautiful? Hey. Oh, or the best. Colleen, I love your story. Truly though, that I can't stop smiling. And I like have sort of been feeling the itch to like start that project up again. This is the first I'm hearing of this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not no, saying no. Shout it out to your No, it's just so funny because somebody literally just posted in our Facebook group, like the Grown Up Kids Facebook group. They're like, is this podcast dead? Uh, like, It's um, not. And I don't think that it's dead. I don't um, think it is either. I mean, if it not. was dead, we would have taken it down. Yeah, totally. And, and like, I, yeah. we've talked many times about like what we're doing and like we don't have life is I, so like, crazy right a now. plan for it. So it's just like existing. We're yeah, not sure. uh, it's not. But Megan it's and not. I have talked. <laughs> and, and like, also, I it was that project was born out of a need to have disney in our lives when we lived in ohio yes um we didn't necessarily feel that we needed that as much when we moved down to florida however <laughs> we are literally packing right now to move back to ohio so 
we could feel the itch again quite soon. I don't know when, but I, I think don't know. she'll. I think she'll like, look a little different too. Yeah, yeah. We have we have some ideas. The so. storms of the brains are yeah. kabooming. Yeah, it's <laughs> just a matter of finding time. who's doing what, when, and what's going on. Katie's like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I do also think that just like, uh, you know, a lot of the amount of time that I feel I can put into a project very much is dependent (laughs) on my mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's been fluctuating lately. So I feel like I'm about to be coming into a place where like it's gonna feel better which means that i'll have an itch to create content more there's (laughs) also um yeah i know that some people understand this but some people might not the amount of time and effort behind the scenes creating things making plans for things um doing what we think that we will like and what people who take in our content would like there's so much effort that goes into that and we don't want to be the people that just have like you know project after project after project after project like what we want to have are quality things of quality right yeah things that we love things that we do well Mm -hmm. um we don't want to just like throw stuff out there and just have it you know and I just want to make sure, yeah, this make project, sure that it's good. This project that you are currently listening listening to is the oh. backbone to everything. It is everything. our baby. It this is, is our number love. one. Yeah, this he comes first above one. all. <laughs> so, um, you know, we have to prioritize our mental health and time towards mm-hmm. Swish. Mm-hmm. Always, always. Uh, so, yeah. anytime. <laughs> we feel we can give more that's when you know that's when we decide to expand but sometimes our mental health capacity time everything just doesn't have any more to give and that's why mm-hmm. sometimes things get shaved down and we appreciate your guys's support and your love of our projects and i love that so much mm-hmm. just know if we start something and it fizzles that does not mean that it's dead. It just means that at the moment we don't have anything to give to it. Yeah. Um, and everything that we have to give is going to swish. Yeah. Um, and like sometimes that makes me sad. Not. Hold yeah, on. totally. I got I to phrase that properly. No, giving but I get everything that. to swish is absolute happiness. No, it right. makes me yeah. sad when like other things just because of life have to take a backseat because i'll think about it you know what yeah. i mean it's like oh man like i but i just don't like dude, i just I can't think about friends watching friends all the time we do yeah. have plans to bring that back when we move up it's it was so hard to record that without being together that was that yeah. was one that just we kind of had we realized we had to be together um yeah and yeah we have some ideas for grown-up kids i you know i love talking <sighs> about disney all of us love talking about disney um and we might need that again when we're you know, in the cold winter months of Cleveland. <laughs> so, yeah. so who knows? Yeah. 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 Marcus, where did you come from? 
I don't know about all day in-person re- recordings with two kiddos in the mix now. But yeah, I will life say, is a little different. But I am excited for in-person <laughs> recordings in general. So. That's one yeah. of my favorite things that like Swishers that have been here from the beginning. We love all Swishers. If you joined yesterday, we love you. If you yeah. joined at the beginning, we love you. Oh, but, but my man, favorite you know thing, some of our crazy times. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite thing about the early day Swishers who are still around because you're amazing. They'll just bring up the greatest things like marcus just said i'm excited for saturday all day in person records and mia said with panera and honey hut after and spot roast thank you samantha like it's just all these memories man those are such good memories but like life is different now um it's different but honestly like i don't know like this I mean, we talk about it all the time. Like, we never dreamed that it would have been this. And I never dreamed that I would have, like, (laughs) I mean, I have my core group of, like, friends. But I also have, like, a core group of friends that some of them I've never met in person. And they are literally my core group of friends that I talk to every day, almost all day. You know what I mean? Like, I never dreamed that. And we feel so lucky and hashtag blessed to have you guys in our lives. It's so awesome. It's so awesome. And we talked with Ez and Lottie, like they met because of Swish and Flick. Like that's crazy. And that's amazing. And I love the way that life does that and, and works out that way. But honestly, I think I can speak for all three of us. If we could be full-time content creators for these projects that we love and have health insurance, we would do it. (laughs) 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 And we would do all of them well. We would pick our little things and we would do them and it would be our full-time jobs and we would love life and we would be taken care of with health insurance, but that's just not where we're at right now with our business. But Let's uh, let's keep working there. So if you'd like to join us on Patreon, it's like it's like the infomercial where they like suck you in at the end. You want to come take a class on beekeeping and like here, buy these things from me. (laughs) Get more girls, anybody. Um, But honestly, like like, truly, truly, you guys for loving all of our passion projects. (laughs) It makes me so happy. To hear somebody's story from August of 2022 talk about how they just started Grown Up Kids. Yeah, like that just it. brings I mean, me yeah. so much happiness. Um, and I hope that we get to pick that project up again, even if it looks a little different. Um, you know, I'm I'm excited. So yeah. Anyway, unfortunately we couldn't do bingo or anything. Hold so the house on cup standings are the same. A second. What? Did you skip my joke? Oh my god, I did. <gasps> oh wow. I'm sorry. Oh wow. Tell me your joke, Katie. I even picked it out ahead of time because I did my job today. Wow. I know. Hurry up. <laughs> what cologne does the Dark Lord wear? Uh Volt mm. Spice. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Now you can continue. Okay. All right. <laughs> if you want to follow us on social media, myself and Katie are on Instagram and TikTok at the Petrus family. Tiffany is on Instagram and TikTok at Tiff Swish underscore flick. 
Yeah. And does anybody have any uh, quick little fun things that they want to say before we end this? Name one fun thing that each of us did this week. This week? This was yeah. not a good week. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, no. No. Um, I finished all the trainings I had to do for a certain thing that I shouldn't have had to do on my own time. Smile. <laughs> Snaps nice for, for you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I've made the decision that I'm quitting Starbucks. Um, yeah, I'm starting a new journey when we move up to Cleveland and I'm super excited and yeah, that's where I'm leaving it. Can I talk about a fun thing I'm going to be doing this week? Sure. Yeah. (laughs) My fam's coming in town and my youngest child turns one on Saturday. I thought you said my fans are coming in town and I was like, who's visiting you that? I mean, my aunt is a pretty big fan of me. Oh my God. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Yeah, I'm excited. We're gonna have a fun, a fun weekend. Good. Does anyone have social anxiety about their family coming to visit? Because yes, I do sometimes. Every, even though the baseboards have, have to be cleaned, I have no reason to. Like I literally know I don't, and I'm. I still have. I have to go pick them up tonight. Actually. Yep. Awesome. Okay. Good. I'm not the only. And one. I, I love open you all. At work tomorrow, so <laughs> unfortunately, I'm gonna be sleeping when they land. <laughs> going. I'm flying solo to the airport. Hey, you got up the fam, bringing them back and saying, go to bed. Are you going to get lost? No, I'm going to use the GPS. Oh, my God. <laughs> put that in her head. <laughs> well, she got lost taking Chrissy to the airport. I did. <laughs> Can I you not? The... No, literally. <laughs> I know, but she's making it worse. Look at her face. <laughs> well, just for Terrible. some reason, she decided not to use the GPS. So if she uses it, then it's good. I was so confident. <laughs> and then I almost ended up at Legoland, which is the which wrong is literally direction. literally the opposite of the direction of the airport. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love you. Chrissy still made her flight though. It's fine. Too. Yeah, right? It all worked out. What is this episode uh, for? Hmm. For redemption and sadness. <laughs> Jeez. Make it fun. Was there anything fun for, about this? For passion. Podca- for podcasting full time. For pro- for podcasting oh. full time and Mia said for armies and leggies and I'm just so happy. All right, for armies and leggies, we'll give it to you, Katie. <laughs> this this one's for that great joke that Megan and I fully got <laughs> right away. Like neither of us, we were like, what? <laughs> what? I don't oh, get what? it. <laughs> oh my god, the awkward pauses were chef's guess. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Just my voice! <laughs>
These enemies, they could crush you. Bye, Swishers. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.